Welcome in. It's another edition of the PFF Daily Betting Podcast. We are locking it in, in-season stride at this point in time. We are hitting the AFC South, uh, talking about some division futures that we like, maybe some more under-the-radar bets from from our friends over at DraftKings Sportsbook. Eric, how are you kind of feeling about the initial division lines for the AFC South? Not a great division in general. Uh, could be some sneaky upside from, you know, maybe one of the teams. I do think the Jaguars are kind of getting talked about quite a bit at this point in time. How are you kind of sizing up the division initially with our NFL power ratings? Yeah, I mean, I was low on the Titans early in the offseason, you know, because I thought they were a lot like Minnesota where you sort of like, you know, you lose a great offensive mind in Arthur Smith. You lose, you're not great. Like they're starting Tyson Braylo at right tackle. They're not great there. Um, you, you only really have like one or two good wide receivers and your defense isn't very good. But the way in which this is shaken out for them, getting Julio Jones from Atlanta, um, Indianapolis, you know, with Carson Wentz sort of being on the mend. Um, and then, you know, obviously Houston, everything that's happened there. There was always a right. thought, I know you and I had Houston 144 to wake the playoffs last year. That crashed and burned. Um, I don't think there's anybody who's betting Houston to make the playoffs this year. Um, and then obviously Jacksonville, a team with a new head coach, new quarterback, um, a lot of question marks there. So it's a it's a really interesting division. I think um, I would not be caught dead betting an over in this division right. uh, or a favorite, so like Tennessee or Indy, to win the division. But you can convince me on a few of the underdogs. Yeah, definitely with you. So I early, early in the offseason, I looked at the at AFC South. I liked Jacksonville Jaguars at plus 1,200. I think they had around a 7, 7.7% implied probability at that point in time. They have basically cut that in half. They're down to plus 600, 14.3% implied probability. I think that at this point, they're kind of evenly priced based on our simulation output um, for winning this division at this point in time. But I am still kind of on board with them winning going over their win total at this point in time. Is that kind of the only bet that you would make on the over at this point? Yeah, if you had held my gun, gun to my head, I do think that that is the one um, that I would. And, and yeah, when I was in Vegas and, and right after the draft at the beginning of May, um, I went up to the counter and asked for Jaguars 12 to 1 to win the division. They said, sir, it's 9 to 1. That's um, gone. So yeah, and I'm, yeah so, so we clearly were a little bit right there. We have them. Um, 20. Yeah, we're at 21 percent of the yeah, the division yeah. title. So I mean, we have a little bit of wiggle room on that 14.4, yeah. 14.7 breaking. Percentage. But we do have them with about set. And again, this is like with a lot of uncertainty on Carson Wentz. Like Carson Wentz could come back week one, and I still wouldn't necessarily um, be all that thrilled with them from a long term perspective. I they have the third most WAR in the NFL in the Chris Ballard and Frank Reich, who just recently extended their era at non-premium positions, so defensive tackle, linebackers, you know, running back. They're not great where it counts, though, and that's right. probably why they're constantly scraping by. Um, so I like Jacksonville, and I think that the thing about Jacksonville is if they end up good, we're all going to be like, oh, where did this come from? Well, I can tell you exactly where it came from, Ben. <laughs> they they have $22 million tied up right. in, in the quarterback position, the running back position, wide receiver position. If those guys hit, they can make gambles. They have the most cap space in the NFL. They can make gambles around the NFL in terms of, like, let's say they want to get a Chandler Jones. Let's say they right. want to get Xavier Howard if he ever became available. It, you know, uh, Stephon Gilmore, like, is not necessarily happy 
in New England. They can take those chances. And so, like, of these teams, strangely, I think they're the least fragile. Now, the fragility comes from Urban Meyer. We don't know much about him. But they do have legitimate playmakers in terms of Daryl Bevel at offensive coordinator, um, obviously Brian Schottenheimer also on that offensive staff. So that is the one where I do like over. It's not my favorite bet, and I'm not betting a ton of overs this offseason, but in this division, it's really the only one you can think of. Yeah, at this point in time. I do think they are becoming a popular team, and the only real narrative that I've heard uh, kind of slamming them or against them is the Urban Meyer aspect as well, right? Do you even think that from – our perspective, our modeling, some of the things that we've done with coaching staffs, offensive, defensive continuity, and those sorts of things. Do you think Urban Meyer is that big of a detriment, uh, or is he overblown at this point in time in the you know the markets that are kind of trying to find something wrong with the Jaguars at this point? Yeah, I think he's being undersold here. I you know we've seen Pete Carroll, you know, not a great tactician, um, but somebody who can get wins out of players, right? That is a method, you know, from a college coach to the NFL. College coach who was extremely successful at USC and now has had a good career at the NFL level, despite the fact that we don't like how they do run pass, we don't like how they act on fourth downs, et cetera, et cetera. So there might be something to Urban Meyer that is, you know, that that's positive. Whereas I think everybody, because you know, they hired the strength coach and fired him in a day, uh, even their director, their vice president of, of Football analytics lasted three months before leaving. Like, there's a lot of dysfunction there, the Tebow thing. But I will say, having the Tebow thing happen, having, you know, Gardner Minshew as sort of a high-profile backup. Like, when you look at quarterbacks who the first overall pick, Trevor Lawrence has kind of been more anonymous than all of them, which I like, right? So there's a lot of positives there that I do like about this team. Um, You know, obviously, it can crash and burn. Um, but you know, the win total being what it is, like, I do like, um, you know, them doing better than expectations, especially again, the problems with Tennessee have not gone away, right? They're just relative to a division. That's a dumpster fire. The problems with Indianapolis are there, right? They might be curbed a little bit by being able to play Houston twice, but they're not going anywhere. If if those two teams crater, there's a possibility for Jacksonville, much like there was in 2017 when they won the division. Yep, and I really like that. I do agree with you 100% on where this division lands at this point in time. One bet that kind of stood out to me, basically, as we were kind of going over some of the notes, looking at some of the simulation results, Houston Texans, division wins 1.5, shaded heavily to the over, minus 150, uh, under plus 125, basically a 60% implied probability for that over at that point in time, making it more of a true line closer to like 1.95. Our simulation results, 1.85. I think if you buy into the Jacksonville Jaguars as being better than expected, it's possible that the Houston Texans could squeak out one victory against, you know, a faltering Titans or Colts team, but I don't see that happening twice. So I do think going under with the plus price at that point in time might be my favorite non-Jacksonville Jaguars bet uh, coming out of the AFC South at this point in time. Can you get on board with that one, Eric? Yeah, I, Houston might not win a game all right, season, right, let alone right. any any division games. Um, you know, uh, David Culley is you know like like there's not anything I could really say good about Houston. Brandon Cooks is a terrific player. Hopefully he finds uh, another place where he can go and be productive. Um, you know, it doesn't, you know, there, there's a chance they, they might play Deshaun Watson, but it's in all likelihood he's not playing there, right? right it's icky right. and awkward to even talk about it. Um, so I like that under, especially at the plus price you're getting it at. Um, let's talk a little bit here about, um, you know, the current odds to win the division. Because right now we have Tennessee 
um, at 50% to win the division. Um, and a lot of people are going to look at that and say, wow, that's a great percentage. And when you look at the NFL as a whole, right, they have, according to our simulation, the fifth highest probability to win a division. We have Green Bay first, 69% to win the North. Kansas City, 63% to win the uh, AFC West. You know, that's a tough division, actually, with, with the Chargers and even the Raiders there. Tampa Bay, 60% to win the um, NFC South. And Buffalo, 57% chance to win the AFC East. And then it's Tennessee at 50%. Um, the market certainly believes they are the favorite. But there is not a division other than... Uh, there's not a division where I would take the favorite this year. And I think that that's sort of how these markets are designed, right, Ben? It, like, right, that, right. You, you're just laying so much. But right now, they are minus 105 on DraftKings. Um, Colts plus 140. I think I did take them when they were plus 110 because that was actually an edge. At this point in time, though, like I don't know if you can lay a minus price with Tennessee in our numbers, which is just not to because of all the situations we talked about. Yeah, basically, I do, and, and I'll go back to it again. I do think Arthur Smith losing Arthur Smith as the offense coordinator is going to be the most detrimental thing to Tennessee in general. Um, but I and I don't agree with that either, right? I don't think that they're. I guess you know, based on the weakness of the division, it, it does make sense that they're the fifth most likely team to win their division. But I think the top four teams above them are all Super Bowl contenders. And I don't look at the Tennessee Titans and think that they're a Super Bowl contender at this point, belonging with that other tier of teams at this point. So I'm with you. I can't touch the Titans. I do think plus 110 was a better price. There were a few other prices before the Julio Jones trade um, as well that were even better. But I think they're a spot that you'd have to fade. I do, I do think that I'm not going to be doing it whatsoever. But if you are buying into a team at this point and, in the AFC South, it has to be the Colts. And I can't even stomach saying that really. And I'm not going to be betting it, but I do think that they're the team that's the lowest valued compared to where they should be um, from the betting markets at this point in time. So that's kind of the direction that I would take it from uh, that perspective. So we'll see. Yeah, one of- yeah at, six, at six to one, the Jags, you you need them to win the division 14% of the time. So there's still an edge. There, there's a little bit. Here's a question that I have for you, Ben, because this is a good one. When you lose line value like that some people you know and you haven't made an investment some people will say oh yeah some people have FOMO and like if you get upset and like not bet it right and like that's kind of how I was in Vegas I wanted to bet 12 to 1 it was 9 to 1 and I was like oh rats you know and like there was a place online that had better than 12 to 1 which is why I walked down anyway you know so then you go and bet the better number but let's say an entire uh betting market is painted six to one for the Jags, knowing that you lost out on seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve to one, but you still show an edge. Obviously you bet it. It's just like it's sort of one of those psychological things that's not that fun. Right. Yeah. And I definitely agree with you on it. And I think that's where you always are you taking the latest information that you have available from you. Part of that is from the betting markets uh, kind of aligning with you on the price. And if you still have an edge, even if you missed out, I do think there are definitely viable cases for why you should continue to bet it. Even if you know you have that missed out mentality, I do agree with you. Um, I got to ask you about, I'm going to change gears just a little bit. I do want to talk a little bit about some season line player props. If you are on board with the Titans uh, not being quite as good as the betting market expectation, we kind of like Ryan Tannehill's over passing yards number. And we also like Derrick Henry's under rushing yards number based on our fantasy projections. Both of those things kind of indicate maybe some game script that uh, isn't necessarily reflected in 
with that betting market price. Brian Tannehill obviously being forced to throw more. Derrick Henry not getting as many touches, maybe because they're playing from behind a little bit more. Are one of those two bets a way for you to potentially get involved with the Tennessee Titans outlook that you have uh, going in at this point in time? Yeah, I like both of them. Tennessee, by the way, first place team, which means that means different things than it did before there were 17 games now because it's a three-game differential. That right. being said, they're tied for sixth easiest schedule in the NFL. So that will give rise to a little bit of game scripts that are conducive to running the football. Um, but that being said, in addition, like when you look at Todd Downing, the one time he got to be an offensive coordinator, 2017 with the Oakland Raiders, a team coming off of a 12-4 and four season. So just one. They, they finished 6-10. and 10, They were 23rd in the NFL in scoring. And Derek Carr threw 515 passes, right? So Derek Carr yeah. in 20 in 2016, um, you know, well, they did run the ball a little bit less. Or sorry, run the ball a little bit more, um, you know. But Carr, Carr sort of like they still were a pass-heavy offense. They took on Marshawn Lynch as well, and Marshawn Lynch, you know, barely got over 200 carries. Like I think that Downing offense is going to be less efficient on early downs, meaning there's going to be more throwing on late downs or they're going to be more late downs. So I do think you're going to see Tannehill increase a little bit. I also think Tannehill's not going to be quite as good without right. Arthur Smith, which means they're going to be behind a little bit more, which means they're going to throw and rack up yards. So I do, I am fairly um, solid on this idea that we, you know, we should probably be looking at some Tannehill overs and Henry. I mean, look that the, the prop for Henry is just too freaking high. Like you just right. can't, justify that prop number so um yeah let's go ahead and and, and i like the both of those as well um on draftkings.com yep definitely with you i'm with you on that derrick henry i think i think most of the running backs have this expectation where our expectation priced into the market that they're going to miss a game or two or something like that derrick henry's missed one game basically in four years i do think people think he is actually uh the hulk or hercules at this point in time maybe we'll see him miss one game if he does i do think 15 1,550 rushing yards is a very tough hill to get over, uh, but I digress. So let's wrap it up. Uh, we'd still like the Jaguars at 6-1. to one. Uh, If you're looking for a team to buy low, uh, buy low on, I guess that would be the Colts at this point in time. Titans look untouchable. If you want to play the narrative that Titans might be a little bit overrated, uh, why don't you hit on a little bit of Ryan Tannehill over passing yardage or Derrick Henry under rushing yardage. Uh, and then there's a one last bet for the Texans as well, under one and a half. Uh, division wins as well all at our friends draftkings.com make sure you check it out from ben brown this was eric eager i appreciate you guys listening to the pff daily betting podcast fantasy football season is here no one can prepare you better for your draft than pff for just nine dollars and 99 cents you can get access to pff's fantasy football draft guide player rankings and projections i'm dropping new projections basically every day at this point in time some other content writers are also coming out with articles every single day on the rankings you can get basically all of pff's locked article content cheat sheets for your fantasy draft plus so much more again that's pff's fantasy suite for just 9.99 draft smarter than your league mates this season look it's football season there's simply no better time than the present and to celebrate DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app, is putting new players in the center of the action. All you have to do is bet a dollar or more on any college football game, and DraftKings is going to get you back with $200 in free bets instantly. Simply place a dollar wager on any college football game, get $200 free dollars. All you have to do is head to the DraftKings Sportsbook app now to check out all of the great promotions that they have available, along with the daily odds boosts that they are offering. 
It's safe, secure, and reliable, located right here in the United States, so it's easy to deposit and withdraw your money at your convenience. Simply bet that dollar on any college football game and get $200 free dollars. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code PFF to receive $200 in free bets when you place a dollar bet on any college football game. That's promo code PFF to get you free $200 in free bets instantly for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. 